Thank you for joining me for this episode of God Talk. And we are just about a month out from Halloween. And inevitably, I get the question every year, uh, should Christians be celebrating Halloween? I did a podcast on this probably two years ago. And I don't know if uh, this will be the same as what I said then. Uh, My view is somewhat evolving on it. Um, In general, to summarize, I don't judge people for celebrating it. And I don't judge people for not celebrating it. But my view on whether or not a church should be behind celebrating it is uh, is certainly becoming um, probably a little bit more solidified and the answer is probably not a good idea. And uh, so we're going to just kind of go through the history of Halloween and we're going to look at um, something that Tim Tebow recently put out about Halloween and uh, try to consider whether or not as Christians that's something we should really be participating in anyways. Well, Halloween has at its roots, it's about 2,000 years old. It's a Celtic tradition called Samhain. And if you're going to read it or spell it, it looks like Samhain, uh, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, I believe, but it's pronounced Samhain. And it was a time in which people lit bonfires and they wore costumes to ward off ghosts. Um, The Celts lived in uh, the area of Ireland, northern France, the UK. And for them, their new year started on November the 1st. So Samhain was celebrated on October the 31st. It's once again where we get Halloween. That's when they celebrated it. And that marked the end of their year. It also marked the end of summer, uh, the time of harvest for them. But it was also the beginning of what is ultimately uh, the cold, dark winter season, which oftentimes meant uh, you know, a time of death. And what their belief was is that on Samhain, October 31st, uh, that the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead blurred and they could interact in a way that they would otherwise not be able to. So they believed on October 31st that the ghosts of the dead would literally return back to the earth. Um, They would build huge bonfires. Uh, They would burn not only some crops as a sacrifice, they would also burn animals as a sacrifice to the Celtic deities. So it, it's it's a very um, pagan holiday that um, does involve the dead and ghosts and um, a, a bunch of stuff that's probably not the you know the greatest thing for Christians and you know believers in God to celebrate. Now, by 43 AD, the Romans had conquered that land. And what's interesting is they they kind of incorporate the festival of Samhain with a couple of their own festivals. Um, they had their own festival in October of the passing of the dead. And they also had another uh, fall-type festival, which uh, they celebrated the goddess of fruit trees. 
So the Romans would, uh, they, they combined basically all three of those festivals together. Well, march forward uh, about 600 years from that point where Christianity is starting to uh, uh, take over the world or take over the West, at least. And the, the Catholics, if there's one thing the Catholics were always good at doing is uh, they were good at taking pagan traditions and rituals and baptizing it, if you will, and trying to make it um, a little bit more um, godly. And so in 609, Pope Boniface IV dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to all of the Christian martyrs that had died. So Boniface then basically takes his Day of the Dead um, and baptizes it, if you will. And now it's a time in which was focused on the, the Christian martyrs who, who, who died um, in Rome specifically. And then that gets expanded on um, by the 8th century. Pope Gregory III uh, designated November 1st as All Saints Day. So Boniface basically replaced um, Samhain with a time in which you remembered uh, the martyrs. But by the time you get to Gregory, uh, Pope Gregory the uh, Third, he's... Um, He's adding uh, all the saints to that. So all the, all, all the people who've died uh, before in the faith, but specifically within the Catholic tradition, uh, you know, saints is, is more than just Christian believers that died. There's uh, those special Christian believers that when they meet certain parameters and so forth, and I'm just not going to get into all of that in this podcast, and then uh, they're a saint on another level than just the concept of, uh, of those who've gone before us. Um, so by the time you get to then the 8th century with Pope Gregory, that's celebrated on November the 1st, All Saints Day. The Catholic Church and other liturgical churches to this day still celebrate an All Saints Day. The evening before then becomes All Hallows Eve, or what then is Halloween. So you have... Um, you know, it's, it's a little bit like the Mardi Gras celebration. You got the Mardi Gras, which precedes um, uh, the uh, the time of Lent, Ash Wednesday, right? So you kind of have the, 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 the worldly sinful stuff before you get to Ash Wednesday, the time of repentance. So from the time of Pope Gregory, you have... You have the sowing type stuff, the, the, the Day of the Dead, if you will, um, Halloween... All Hallows, Hallows Eve the night before on October 31st. And the next day, well, you, you remember the martyrs uh, in the saints. And uh, that's kind of their way of baptizing a uh, pretty cultic and um, not real godly tradition. So then we get to America. And, and when the Europeans come over to America, there is these traditions that have been brought over. Now, what's interesting, though, is originally uh, Halloween isn't real popular in America, uh, at least not amongst the, the original 13 colonies, uh, because of their strong religious roots. The funny thing is, is now when you look at those colonies, uh, some of the least religious people in, in America, uh, but at that time, uh, they were uh, very pious and, and very religious, and, and they did not see it as being a uh, practice worthy of uh, following. And so um, 
Halloween in early America, you would find in Maryland and in the South, uh, but you would not find it in, in the, the 13 colonies of basically the Northeast. Um, then you get to the second half of the 19th century, and um, it's after the time of the potato famine in, in Ireland. And remember, Ireland is, is the roots of the, uh, of the Celtic tradition. And so as they come over to America in large numbers as a result of the potato famine, ultimately then what you have is Halloween by that time, by the second half half of the 19th century, it's really kind of catching on in America and becoming a a a, a tradition here in America as well. Uh, Americans originally would dress up and they went from house to house. Um, they would ask for food or money. Uh, that 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 would have been interesting. <laughs> uh, and eventually, that morphs into candy. Did you know though that a quarter? Of all candy that's sold in the United States of America is sold at Halloween. A quarter of all the candy. That's a that's that's crazy. And here's even crazier that Americans spend a half a billion dollars a year on costumes for their pets. They did that in 2019. A half a billion dollars on costumes for pets. Now, what's really interesting about that is that is double of what was spent in 2010. And so I do find it somewhat fascinating that in the period of nine years, um, we doubled what we spend for costumes on pets in America. But I have to tell you, that's not completely surprising to me either, because I don't know what you've noticed. But the more that I drive around during Halloween. Um, in fact, I, I, I noticed someone already has, you know, a red lights up on their house. And, and I thought, is that red for Christmas already? Or is that, is that red for Halloween? Cause normally you think of more orange for Halloween, but, but one thing I know is like w- when we get closer to Halloween, not only are the haunted houses opening, um, some do them even in their neighborhoods. Um, but more than that, like I mean, I drive through my neighborhood and, and there's there's a lot of people who've got like skeletons coming out of the ground, who put the fake cobwebs in the trees, um, that uh, that put lights up and, and, and all kinds of different Halloween decorations. And in fact, I might just be a little sensitive to it, but the last few years, it's almost like I'm seeing more people decorate for Halloween than I am for Christmas. Now, that, that's not scientific, and I'm not even sure that's real. That's just how I'm seeing it. But I can say this for certain, more than ever, people are decorating for Halloween. And if it's not more for Halloween than Christmas, it's it's getting um, it's getting in the ballpark. It, it's, it, it's somewhere between 50 and 100%. In, in other words, I'm not fully imagining this if I'm imagining it. it, it it's very noticeable. Um, in fact, I think I'm going to start keeping track of who decorates for Halloween and not for Christmas and see if I can uh, shame them for uh, for doing so. Um, and I have to say that's a little disturbing to me that as we see a decline of Christianity in America and we certainly see the increase of, of wickedness and of uh, a lack of morality and, and, and godly virtues and values in America... When we coincide that with like 
everyone outwardly starting to decorate for it, I guess it bothers me in a way that it never bothered me before. I mean, I have to be honest, I remember, you know, as a kid, we would go trick-or-treating all the time. And honestly, uh, my kids would always go trick-or-treating. It just wasn't a big deal. And I guess it wasn't a big deal because it, 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 it just wasn't a big deal. Um, in comparison to, like, you know, Christmas and stuff like that, it, it's just kind of like a joke, a, a time to just have fun. But it never came close to, you know, what you would see at Christmas time. But now, like, because it does seem to be in many respects rivaling Christmas, at least in terms of the outward decoration, now that, like, a quarter of all candy is sold in this country at Halloween and we're spending a half a billion dollars, you know, on our pets, it's like, and then just the wickedness and the evil in this world, you you, you kind of begin to wonder, it's like, well, maybe... Maybe it's a little bit bigger deal than, than, than what it used to be or than what I would used to give it credit for. Now, listen, if you're going to let your kids go out trick-or-treating, trick you're not going to have any judgment from me. I, I would recommend you, you, you don't, you know, that you would stay away from the ghosts and, and, and the evil stuff. I, I just don't know that that has any place, even though, once again, as a child, uh, that's just kind of how it was done. And, and I'm sure I, I remember certainly having monster costumes. I don't know if I had ghosts, per se. Um or anything like demonic but but some scary looking like monster type outfits certainly and so i'm not saying don't don't hand out candy at your house um but what i'm saying is we need to be paying attention to this because um this might be taking on a significance now that uh maybe it didn't have when um well, you know, 30, 40 years ago, or maybe even 15, 20 years ago. Um, and, and what I am saying is this, is I think as a church, uh, we've gotten to the point that I don't know that we have any business supporting it. Um, as a kid, I remember the basement of the church that we went to. There was a costume contest. We all parade around the basement. I remember one time when I was wearing my monster costume, um, I think I got like third place. Um, I, I, I don't know that that's a celebration that we need to be a part of as, as a church anymore because, listen, back then, the society was Christian. 80, 90, 90 plus percent people were professing Christians back then. It's not that way anymore. And so it's no longer, hey, as Christians, we're just kind of making fun of, you know, ghost goblins and, and, and the and the spookier things. Now it's like this is um, what a lot of people are one way or the other almost worshiping and following and, and where they're going. It just doesn't quite seem as funny anymore and doesn't seem like churches should have, uh, you know, the business uh, celebrating it. And I have to tell you, so that means, you know, we usually do like trunk or treats and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, this year I've said I, I want to move against it. Um, that I just don't, you know, I want to put our efforts in good, solid programming Wednesday nights. And if we want to have, you know, uh, you know, festivals or bounce houses or things like that, we just need to decouple that from Halloween. And really where I got that view from is I had a member send me this uh, uh, video of this guy going through uh, a church's uh, trunk or treat. And everyone, you know, not everyone, some of the people there were 
you know, into skeletons, ghosts, and goblins, stuff like that. Now, I get it's all in good fun, and, and that's how I always knew it. But, but in today's world in which things aren't, like, Christian anymore, I, I think that that's a testimony that that confuses people and isn't helpful for churches to do. And this guy that was going through, frankly, it was a little rude in how he was calling him out. Uh, but, but it just struck me as true that, um, you know, he, he wouldn't say if it was just all fall oriented, you know, for the people that had their trunks decorated with like, um, a pumpkin or, you know, uh, fall leaves or something like that. You know, he, he totally didn't have a problem with that. But, but once again, when you hold these events as a church, how do you keep people from coming in their ghosts and goblin outfits, the kids, are you going to be just rude and say, listen, kid, you got to go home. Uh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to take your, your costume off before you, you get some candy from this church. Um, are you going to send your members home and scold them? for, you know, inappropriately decorating their cars. I just don't think it can be prevented that some people are going to take it to a level that isn't the best witness for the church, even though they don't mean it, but it just gives a, a bad witness and a false witness. And so I just don't know that we as a church have a business uh, being involved in that. Um, Tim Tebow, I think today, but within the last couple days, but a member sent this to me. Um, Tim Tebow actually talked about this. He said, what I'm about to say is going to be very unpopular. You should not celebrate Halloween in any way, means, or form. I don't care what you call it. If you call it Harvest, harvest Fest, Trick or, trick or Trunk, uh, or whatever else you want to call it. If you're having it on that day, you're acknowledging the day as something special, and it's not. Christians should not even acknowledge that day as any kind of special day. Now having a prayer gathering to pray against Halloween is something different. Now I have to tell you, I'm not 100% sure Tim, Tim Tebow really put this out because the man seems way more educated than than the short like post. So whatever, you can fact check that. I'm, I'm not convinced it is Tim Tebow. Uh, but if it is, it is all the more interesting. But whoever writes this, whether Tim Tebow or someone else, um, I, I, I think there's something to be said for that. So I think if you were to go back and to listen to my podcast the last time I talked about it, um, I was uh, even a little bit more um, uh, just uh, open to however people choose to see it than what I am now. Um, I still recognize that in the secular world and in your neighborhoods and stuff like that, um, you, 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 if your spirit is right, you can participate in it in a right manner. In fact, even in the Bible, I mean, it, it, there's an argument on whether or not if food that is sacrificed to idols is appropriate um, to be uh, eaten. Now, I, it, from, according to like my religious piety, no way. I would never eat something that's been sacrificed to another god. Uh, the Bible says, well, gods aren't, other gods aren't real. So um, if it's not hurting someone else's conscience, um, go ahead and eat it. It's not a big deal. Uh, that, listen, that's the Bible. And, and I think the same can be said about Halloween. If it's uh, not offending someone's conscience and you're doing it for the right reasons, like just having fun and your kids are dressed up as like cartoon characters or you know whatever and you're getting candy and giving out candy I, that, so what so what but there is that part that it says even with a food sacrifice to idols if it causes offense then for the sake of that offense don't don't do it and i think that's where it, it, from my perspective now as a church we need to understand that differently so um what we're actually going to do is on a wednesday night um 
late October. Uh, we always do stuff on Wednesday night anyways. We're going to have games that the kids can play and they can get candy for playing the games. Uh, we're going to just have kind of fun celebration time treats. There's not going to be any dressing up. There's not any mention of, of uh, Halloween or anything like that. But we're just going to um, just celebrate fall, I guess, if you will. Um, and, uh, and that's how we're going to handle it this year and all the staffs on board with it. And however you choose to handle this for your family, um, just, uh, consider what I said, consider the history, um, consider that Bible passage that I talked about meat sacrifice to idols. And if you found this podcast helpful, uh, share it with some of your friends and for some of your family, um, especially for believers who are kind of trying to figure out how indeed they're going to handle Halloween this year. Uh, God bless all of you, and I look forward to talking to you next week.